for your presence, Lord, and for all that you do for us, Lord, and for just giving us that that sense, Lord, that feel, Lord, that that uh, that that warmth, Lord, that you can only provide us, Lord Jesus. And we'd like to ask you, Lord, if you'll be kind enough, Lord, to bless the tithes and the offerings, Lord, so that may we may continue to have the doors open for this facility, Lord, that we may be able to continue to have a place to come and praise and glorify you, Lord Jesus. And we also ask you, Lord, for Brother Gabriel, Lord, just anoint him with your Holy Spirit, Jesus, and just help us, Lord, to now. Pay attention to your precious word, Lord Jesus, that we may know and understand, Lord, that it's an opportunity, Lord, for us to have ammunition, Lord, have more power, Lord, more tools, Lord Jesus, to be able to use against the the, the things that the devil has prepared for us, Lord, in the future, Lord. We ask this all in your name, Lord, we give you thanks, Jesus. Amen. Amen, hermanos. God bless each one of you. I'm going to ask Brother Gabriel to pass up. Amen. Que Dios los bendiga mucho, hermanos. Vamos a poner atención a su palabra. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone, brothers. Se pueden sentar, hermanos. Y'all may be seated. God bless the group this uh, this evening. We're experiencing a beautiful time right now uh, outside. It's nice and feels like spring weather. Praise the Lord for that. Thank, thank God for that. Amen. We had somebody that was from Wisconsin at our office today, and they were shocked because of the wet, the horrible weather that they experience in Wisconsin. Um, but thank God for the little break he gave us. Amen. Merciful God. Uh, um, I'm also grateful for his continuous health and support getting through things. Uh, good to see all brothers and sisters here that have gotten through uh, different types of sicknesses and struggles. Uh, we have a word from God this uh, evening that um, is uh, inspired by um, the struggle that we encounter at times, problems that we encounter at times, uh, challenges that we encounter at times, where our heart begins to be our guide, where our desires and our, our priorities overstep God's vision in our life and the direction that he has for us. Uh, sometimes uh, there's terms that are used uh, and a lot of the times we see them in, in young people where we become very restless. You become very restless. Restless is a term uh, that's used uh, with not being satisfied, being thirsty always. And we can find ourselves being thirsty uh, a lot of times in our lives as we go through life. Um, when we're very young, my ambitions were a lot different from where I'm at today. My heart was very restless. I had expectations uh, that God didn't have for me, but I had them. I had desires that God didn't have for me, but I had them. Uh, and we've been talking about of a lot of examples um, these past few messages, and we seem to, uh, especially when I'm, when I'm uh, bringing a message, I always go back to uh, the days of Egypt uh, and the struggle that it is to, to be in the desert, the struggle that, it, that we encounter and the challenges that we encounter to what represents a desert. Uh, and, de and the desert is defined in many different ways uh, in, in the Bible, including in the term that we've been using as the desert is the wilderness, a dry place, a place where change happens also. A change happens in the wilderness, in the desert, that is to the level that we need it to happen. How many of us can say, thank you, God, for the desert? 
Sometimes we don't understand how, we, how, can we ta- how, how can we thank God for a struggle. Well, if that struggle is molding us and shaping us, then it's creating something new in us, a change in us. And we might not be able to say it while we're in the desert, but I promise you once the change happens, we will say it. We've experienced it with things that we've let go of, things that we've uh, released. But if you are in a desert currently, if you're in a dry place currently, then examine, and like we've mentioned before, your circumstances. Examine where you're at, where you're, where you're uh, positioned with God. Uh, we, we've heard message before is how clear is my connection with God? How clearly am I hearing God? How clearly is he directing me? That is also the progress of staying in the desert for longer than what we should have. Is we're, we've lost connection. I've been in situations, uh, and, and, and it's funny, I'm actually going to a place to where the re- GPS reception isn't so good, which is New York City, because the skyscrapers are so tall that you can, it won't see satellites. So you could be getting guidance and being like, all right, I'm about to get there, and then what? Everything just stops all of a sudden, because all you can see is what's above you, not the sun or anything. It, it's a place where the sun only shines over you at 12 o'clock, because it's above you. And sometimes you won't see the sun in the middle of the city. This is what people have told me that live there and they get used to. Where we go outside and we see the sun because it's flatter and it's not as, as tall as it is. But in some of these places, they're only seeing it one time out of the day, which is in between the skyscrapers. So where is our guidance? Where is our communication? Where is our connection to God? Where is it at today? What can lose connection? How can we lose connection? Lifestyle will make you lose connection. Disobedience will make you lose connection. But you know what? Let's even go a little bit further and deeper into this because it's really easy to say sin will make you lose connection, but also a not of desire of progressing, not a desire of moving forward with God. How can we, get, how can we inspire God that we're committed if we're only giving him 30%, if we're only giving him a small percentage. I said one time in a prayer service, don't ever let your, uh, your request from God outweigh your servitude. Did you catch that? Sometimes we'll ask God, God, I need you. I need you right now. I need you for this. I need you, God. I might go to church tonight. How is that a balance that's healthy? If you were in a relationship, if you're in a relationship and you only gave the other person a, a low percentage, would you expect high results? It's, it's logical. It's, it's, it's human. It's what we experience. But yet we expect something different from God. He wants it all. He wants a commitment that's full. He wants us to dive into the deep end, not just put our, te- uh, our, our toes in the, in the kiddie side of the pool. Ooh, that's kind of cold. I think I'm going to stay right here. It's safe. It's only to my ankles. And that's the kind of response we're going to get from God. It's a God of ankles. God, take care of me. I'll, I'll, I'll take you to your ankles. Because you're not ready for the deep stuff. 
The nice message, man, that wasn't even prepared for the message. But if we look at the title, Eligiendo lo que Dios ha elegido para ti. What an important statement. Choosing what God has chosen for you. Kind of doesn't make sense, but sometimes we're out there ambitiously seeking something that God didn't pick for you. And this is where we measure success and failure. Your failure might not be that you couldn't do it. It could be that God didn't have it planned for you. I mean, somebody wants to stay in the desert tonight, stay in the desert. For us that want to have a breakthrough and let God speak to our hearts and work with us, this is where we, we've got to, you know, break the habits of, of not agreeing to what God has for us tonight. Mighty God, merciful God. You still speak to us, Lord, after all these years. Your compassion is great for us, Jesus. We've talked about obedience is what God honors. We talked about that above just praising him and glorifying him with our lips. But to obediently accept his word and to worship him with obedience. Let's not get stuck. Let's not get stuck in our, in our sorrows. Let's not get stuck in our circumstances see our way out of it. God bless the kids this evening. I'm not sure if you had something for the youth, Lorenzo, or if they could stay in too, if they, either way. God bless Lorenzo, and I know the youth have, uh, we've got to pray for our young people, brothers and sisters, and, and pray for the focus in their lives and the direction, Amen. If we turn to Romans 12, 1, turn to Romans 12, 1. Así que, hermanos, os ruego por las misericordias de Dios que presentéis vuestros cuerpos en sacrificio vivo. I love that. I love that because there was a time where sacrifice was to kill a lamb. God's not looking for a dead lamb now. He's looking for a a living, a movable sacrifice. I love how how Paul says it here to the Romans. It's like, "You, you bring a sacrifice that's dead to your gods. You bring a sacrifice and, and, you, and you'll worship Zeus and you'll worship uh, d- just different types of gods that are there that you've, you've worshipped all of your life. Something greater than a dead worship or a dead sacrifice is a living sacrifice. Something that shows the fruits of their commitment. I can't say, hey, God, I'm dying. I'm giving you my sacrifice. God's like, man, that's easy. You have no challenge. But, esos cuerpos en sacrificio vivo, santo, agradable a Dios, 
que es vuestro racional culto. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, listen to this. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I'm begging you, I'm begging you to, to give your body as a sacrifice to prove that you've heard the good message, that you inspire by your life. First, your inner circle, your family. Second, those that you touch outside of your family, that people seek you out and saying, CJ, there's something different about you. I know I've seen the boss do this. I've seen this happen. And man, you've, you've got this patience. And somebody that's restless looks for that and gives an opportunity to progress God's kingdom. Paul knew what he was asking here because he knew that a, a Roman that would be changed and physically start to live what they believe could have a big impact in that culture. And we, we, we are in the same situation in our work and in, in our daily lives and and who we touch every single day. doesn't matter if it's the service that's bad service at a restaurant or if it's not getting what we thought we deserved in something. What can God do to inspire us to be different and to be a living sacrifice? If we read verse 2 now. Y no os conformes. Now, this is huge. This is huge because sometimes what happens in this transition process where we start to select what, what we want instead of what God has for us is we start to conform to this world. We get a little bit of taste of success. We got a, a little bit more money in our pocket. It was kind of nice to work a little bit of overtime. You know what? For me to get that house or that next car, I, 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 I'm, I can't make Wednesdays or I can't, I can't make uh, a Friday prayer. And now we start to conform when God's like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to open up the heavens for you. I see a commitment from you. You have no idea. I love the story Pastor talks about with the orange. Man, if I would have went to school, I would have been working in a woman's house. Where's your faith at? Because it says here that I asked the siglo más reformaos por la renovación de vuestro entendimiento. I like that. But be transformed by the renewing. The only way you're going to get this mind out of, out of your direction and what your desires are and what you want to see is by renewing it. God, you know what? I need to do a refresh. I need to do a delete, alt, delete, clear out the hard drive, and I need you to start working in my life. Because I'm going down a path, I'm going down something that's sentimental. I'm thinking that this is right when it's against what you're, you've asked me to do, Jesus. I want to get out of the desert. I want my problems to be shortened. I'm going to give you an example of a pro short, shortened problems. You're driving down a road, right? highway 
You ever hit those little, little bumps on the road that guide you that you're going into a lane that you shouldn't? Some of you good drivers here, huh? I hit them all the time. I call that braille. They call it braille driving. So you know you're still going on the road. But that will let you know instantly to what? Autocorrect. Ooh, what happened there? Jennifer sometimes thinks it's my bad driving, and she'll blame, like, something on the road. She'll be like, I'm like, hey, that wasn't me. That was, like, something on the road. She's, like, looking at me. She's on her phone. It actually happened yesterday. It was funny. I saw her get scared, and I said, that wasn't me. That was something on the road. She thought I was going off the road or distracted. But we call those easy change, the one that lets you know, whoa, whoa, you're going somewhere where God didn't want you. Get back. Get back. Some of us, with the distractions, we go beyond that. And what's next is God's molding and shaping in our lives. The hurt, the pain. Because we said, you know what? I know, God, you've... You've directed me. Your word has directed me. Your your spirit is guiding me, but I'm choosing this path. And God says, all right, you don't have enough fuel in the tank for that path. But get ready to get out of your vehicle and start walking because you're going to run out of the resource. And we cannot let our pride deceive us that we got it in control. We're in a place where we where we're supposed to lose the control to him. Take over, God. I've been acting like I'm too strong, like everything's okay for too long. I'm I'm on fumes right now in my tank. How do I get you back in my life to guide me? We keep on reading verse 2 here, brothers and sisters. And para que experimentéis... And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How are we going to be transformed? How are we going to get back to what God had prepared for us that is his, pl- his plan that, that's going to please him by transforming, trans- being transformed and renewing our minds that ye may prove that's what the wilderness is going to do. That's what the wilderness will do. That's what the fire and the flame will do. That's what the struggle does. You will be proved... What is good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Somebody's born in a third world country, that's all they know. They know that the water's going to taste like dirt. They know that the the meat's going to have flies on it. They know what will get them sick. But when you've tasted God's peace... God gives you the ability to discern what is good. Now, your life, you can examine where am I at and where am I going? How can I accept God, which you've chosen for me? How can I discern this? Guide me, Jesus. Let me be obedient. 
but his acceptable and perfect will of God. God has a will for us, brothers and sisters. God has a plan for us in our lives. Sometimes it's not the priority that you set. Kids, relationship. We instantly go to our priorities being that. God is you. You. It's you. It's us, brothers and sisters. We're the ones that's going to get the peace at first by accepting this. After that, then God starts to open up the heavens and remove obstacles and, and break chains and release strongholds. But we can't come to God to release other strongholds when strongholds are still holding us back. We ask God, God, remove it. Remove it, God. Remove, remove what deceives me in thinking what's right, but it's just my heart. It's my emotion. It's my, my thought. But it's not what you've chosen for me, Jesus. I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus, because I don't want to, you know, I, 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 like, I like the desert when it corrects me. It's like, oh, what happened here? Oh, man, how did this happen? Why did this happen? Oh, you know what? I'm not right in that. I shouldn't have treated my brother that way. I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have been thinking this. I, I should consider it more how to be a blessing and, and how to think of, of others instead of only putting the spotlight on me and my needs. Because when I put the spotlight on my, my needs, then I come in here expecting something. But when I put my spotlight on Jesus first and my brothers and sisters that were in the same fight, then I come in here wanting to rejoice because my brothers and sisters are here with me tonight. It's how you put it into perspective is what you're going to receive in victory. You can be sad all you want. You can be depressed all you want. You can just feel that it's never going to get better. But I want to live a mindset that God has given me, the creator of all things. Change it, Gabriel. Change your perspective. If you don't like the desert, then work your way out of the desert. Work. Put the work into it. Put the work to inspire yourself by, by accepting what's being said about a situation. People of Israel didn't want to hear they were wrong in worshiping other idols when Moses came down from the mountain. They were a little delusional and thinking that that was gonna that was gonna get them, you know, that God was gonna be pleased with their actions. God was you. We gotta go desert. We gotta be in the desert a little longer. Help me, God, to see and how to break the chains. Thank you, God, for your word that breaks the change. The chains. Obedience is an important first step. We know this, brothers and sisters. It's important for us to, 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 to seek obedience and, and how to be obedient and not be rebellious. And, and again, it's, it, it, it's the restlessness, right? It's the restlessness. And there's different types of rest, restlessness in the church. There's the restlessness where we don't think we have to be so committed to God. And then there's a restlessness where we overcommit to God and still don't please him. That's what we call Pharisee. 
You don't think that there's a name for it? Look at the Pharisees. Oh, we go to the temple. We worship God. We live. We, we, we teach. Were they pleasing God? No. Well, God went to them too. And then we have the other that's like, ah, what's going to change? What's going to improve? I've been doing this for, for years and nothing's changed. The dying hope. What we got to do is we got to force ourselves to be taught by Jesus and to see his example of love and mercy and grace, but also see the powerful hand he had to call out things. Your father's the devil. Come on. We have a God that wanted to save people when he's here that he didn't even stop after his crucifixion. He went to the depths of hell to minister. He didn't sit back and say, man, what a struggle. Let me just sit here in this cave and just take a breath. That was tough. No, he said, it's begun. Now that I got this three-day break here, let me get to some unfinished business. Our God is not finished with us, brothers and sisters. If we can commit to him and say, Jesus, I'm giving you my life, Lord. Direct it, Father. Teach me, Father. Teach me to accept things that I thought were, were, were the path, but you had something better. Oh, my gosh. God has something better for us. If we go to Proverbs eleven fourteen. Cuando faltarán las industrias... Caerá el pueblo, mas en la multitud de consejeros hay salud. Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Why is this important, brothers and sisters? Because we're in a place, we're in a place where, where God is not only speaking to us, we have an opportunity to speak to him. We're in a place where, where we, we don't only receive, but we can give an offering, an offering of faith. It's powerful. If you really want to break a chain, speak the chain. What does that mean, brother Gay? If you really want to break a habit, then speak to the habit. Brothers and sisters, I got pride. Brothers and sisters, I don't ever ask for forgiveness. Brothers and sisters, I need prayer because I have anger. And the old man and woman is coming back again. But when we go to places like we've, this is, this is nothing new. We go to the shadowy places, right, the crevices, and we begin to hide it because, man, it'd be weird if I go to church and I actually talk about what I need. How in the world did we become a church like that? I don't want to go to a place not unless I gain something from the place in my life. I want to come to a place where God, God, you know, okay, Gabe, here's your diagnosis. Oh, there's your word for today. Oof. That's heavy, God. That's heavy. I don't know if I can do that, God. But you see something that I don't see. You saw where it was at, Jesus. You saw where the cancer 
is beginning, it could be fatal. Remove it. Remove it with your word, Jesus. But what's interesting about that scripture is that a lot of times is we've got to look at who's advising us in our life. Is it somebody inspired by God? Or is it somebody that we just like to talk to them because they're the, uh-huh, mm-hmm, ah, oh, como, no, no es bueno eso. Como podían hacer eso. Le hizo eso. Oh, and oof, oof, oof. I like, oh, I, me gusta hablar contigo. Oh, I love to speak to you. You understand me. They tell you nothing. What do we like to hear? And again, something being spoken to the issue for change. So I, I, I like this statistics. Uh, it says five people you spend the most time with are basically what you're composed of. Just think about that for a second. Well, you know, Brother Gabe, I'm not at the bar anymore. I'm just with my family. Is that enough for you? Are you getting anything of it? Are you seeking out? You want to change. You want to redirect and challenge your comfort level. I'm just, I feel more comfortable with my squad. I feel comfortable with, you know, with those that kind of understand my handicaps. You're around somebody that challenges you mentally, and you know your conversation is going to be at a different IQ level. But you don't want to be around them. Like, oh, man, I got to read. I got to read some more popular mechanics. I got to get involved a little bit more in the science. That brother knows about politics. I just, I just, I just protest. But I don't really know the facts. When you want to change your mindset, then you seek those. At first, you see God's change in them. And you've got to discern that because there's something very scary if not discerning that. They're in the desert. They might hold you back in the desert. And you got two desert people. But if you're like, hey, brother, I want to ask you, you know, you know, Sister Velma, when Brother Emmanuel was away at college, Sister, how did you, how did you do it? How did you do it? Well, you know what? Let me tell you. Man, Velma get all excited because she, start, she starts to remember what God did. And this is an opportunity because there was a victory in that. They're not asking you, how did you overcome these other things? They're asking you about something specifically that you were out of the desert on. But what we do is we're like, man, you know, I'm going to keep that in the closet. You know, I'm going to lock that thing up in the little safe I got. Nobody needs to see that. Years pass in the desert. 
And we don't only see it, but everybody connected to you experiences the struggle. I want to break free. God, help me choose what you've chosen for me. Because what you've chosen for me, God, is perfect. It's perfect, God. My heart wants to, oh, man, I want this. I need this. I need to do this. I need to go do this. I need to, by this time, be successful. By this time, I need to have this and this and that. And it's not gonna, my life's not going to be successful if I don't have this. God, take control and bring peace. But our challenge is to challenge our comfort level. You, you might not be hearing me. The winds might be too loud in the desert. But if you ask God right now, God, I want to hear your voice and your guidance. Right now in circumstances where I'm thinking about tomorrow, I'm thinking about even after church, how to fix something and how to get out through something. Help me to see what you're asking me to see, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, for your guidance. Your word will guide me. It's a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. But when I pick what I pick, I'll pick the road sometimes that's broken. I, I, I love this. I love this. Again, you know, we're going to go back and just skim through something real quickly. We're going back to Egypt, right? So they leave Egypt, and God says that there was a path that was shorter, but it required them to fight. And he took them the longer path. What is God telling us in that comment? There was giants. They were through the, through the land of the Philistines. Read it. Are we on a path right now that's longer because God knows we don't have fight in us? Or are we fed up? And we're tired of going down a path that's, that's, that's longer because God isn't seeing the effort on our side. I want to fight God. I want to fight for things that you've put in my life. I said, take that path if you want to, to yourself and what you're causing damage, your family and then everything else outside. And you'll see how God will begin to remove the pain, the resentment, the sorrow. It's interesting that God has done much for us, but we can't shout and praise and, and, and get emotional and get excited. And, well, it's just not who I am. I'm very, I'm very reserved. Uh, how, how, how am I going to know when I see Sister Donna? Doing a little shout praise. She's got it in her. Oh, you, oh, no, she's got it in her. I don't want to say how I know that, but when we visited your house, you got the moves for sure on, on VHS. But that's when we're going to know. Everybody's going to be like, 
and that joy's there in the middle of struggles. And Donna's like, you know what? I got to praise my way out of this. God, you're going to do it. God, forgive me if I'm the one that's held it up. If, I, if my sadness has held it up, I'm giving it to you, Jesus. Take my life. Direct my life, God. Take me down the path that you've selected for me, Jesus. Take me, Lord. Let my prayers, let my prayers be, let my prayers be to accept what you have for me. And accept the things that I cannot change. Oh, I still remember that preaching from pastor. You guys... Some of y'all weren't even born. You still were babies in the, in the things of the Lord. You're still coming, but I remember that preaching, except the things that you can't. What can I change? I can't change somebody that's passed away. I can't change it. It's happened. But what I can do is change the way I feel. I can't change something when something bad has happened. I can't go back and change that day. But what I can do is I can change how I'm going to move on. What can I change and what do I have the power to change? I have the power to change what I control today. Brother, forgive me. Sister, forgive me for this. I'm making a change. Praise God, I'm done with that. Move on. Roots of repentance. Or back and held back to something that happened as a child. Something that happened as a young adult. Something that happened early on in your marriage. I'm tired of hearing that kind of stuff. My wife and I, we celebrated 19 years of marriage. And you think if her and I were stuck on what happened our first year? We talk about that all the time. It's by God's grace and our decision to leave year one in the past. And to accept what God did in our lives and our kids' lives. Some of us, we go back, well, I just want to hold on to year one because you know what? You really didn't treat me right in our single bed apartment. I remember you leaving the toilet seat up, year one. Yeah, still do that. You're 19. The guy's still working, amen? Brothers and sisters, you know, we're blessed because... We are in God's word here, receiving from God what is right, removing what's wrong in our lives. God, God, you're taking away what's wrong by what's right. God, you're taking away what could be detrimental to my marriage, to my relationship, to to me guiding my children by what's right. Your word is right. Transforming of my mind. Renewing myself, Jesus. Not being complacent and accepting what's the world. Help us, God, to just breathe. Let you just work in us, God. First Peter 4.10, amen? Cada uno según el don que ha recibido, administrelo a los otros como buenos dispensadores de las diferentes gracias de Dios. Listen to this. I love this because some of us don't even know that we have a talent. You got pride. You got, you're stubborn. That's a talent. I don't know how pride could be a talent. Be proud of 
God that you serve. Be stubborn for being obedient to him. Be stabilized. Oh, my, my, my mama, my daddy, they always told me I was going to be stubborn. Good. Find out how to turn it because it says here, as every man, has, every man has received a gift. What's your gift? Every man has received. Come on. Do you know what your gift is? Tell me what your gift is. Who wants to raise their hand and tell me their gift? Ah, nobody wants to talk about themselves. I don't comfortable. I got a lot of them, brother. I feel bad. A lot of them. I mean, empanadas. Ooh, that's a sister. I, 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 that's the first thing I thought of. No, no. What's your gift? You know, you see a, a, a sister Zuli and their kids, brother Raul. They got a gift. The kids are respected. Analetti and Juan, you see their kids here, how respectful they are and the guidance. It gives hope to Ruby and Mano Carlos. It's your gift. You got it. There's a gift there. Sometimes we don't think. We're like, ah, God can't use me. He's using you. The problem is, is that we don't get that gift and what it is. And, and, and we don't say, okay, God, I've, I've recognized the gift because you've brought me people. You've brought me moments. Gift of patience. You brought these moments, God, now. Help me to grow this gift, this talent, and return it back to you. Born with patience. Oh, man, he's got that guy. I've, I've pounded on him at work and saying things, and he's just, and he still comes up and loves me. He says, It's hard, Brother Gage. I felt it. Little Jedi trick there. But he does it. That's a gift, brother. Because you receive the feedback. Brother Kevin, too, he had to come off the screen, and we've talked about that one. And I will never get tired of talking through the chains, especially when there's a desire to receive. It's your gift. Because it says, we, let's continue, let's read this in English again, brother, if we can get that up there. And every man hath received a gift. Who's, what's your gift? I'm asking you, if you can't think of what your gift is, then you're definitely following your own path. I really don't know what my gift is, but it's because you're not using your gift. You're on the road to somewhere else. But even so, minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We have an obligation. Iron will sharpen iron. You're going through something right now? Declare it. Oh, if I told you what I was going through, oh, mm. if you told me what you're going through, you might say, wow, that is, God's, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking of you, brothers and sisters. Keep God in the, in the front. Iron sharpens iron. Sometimes we're like, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you. 
What's going on? What's happening? So I'm going to just keep it. I'm going to keep it hidden and decay and die in the desert. Or I'm going to bring it to the forefront and say, brothers and sisters, oh, some of us, we struggle with this. Oh, man, you got, it's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I want to say it's simple to say that it's pride, but it's not. It could be shame, embarrassment. It could be fear. Give another seed. Who cares? As long as one responds. God, I need you. I need you right now, God, more than ever in my life. I need you, God. I need you. I need you in this moment of my resources are low, Jesus. I need you to fill my heart. I need you to explain a couple of things that I've been carrying for a long time. Why did this happen? Why was this, why did this happen in my life? Why was I abandoned? Why was I not loved? Why was this? And instead of, instead of coming in here, the same God answers that in your life. And we come in with the joy because we feel God has removed something. Bless us, God, with your word. I wrote this, you know, I wrote this, it says, um, God has gifted us to perform a special mission. Listen to this, which we were alone created for. Can you imagine that? You ain't even born yet. You ain't even a thought. The galaxy wasn't even created yet. And God says, you when you come into this world, seek me because I have a mission for you. Oh, God, you don't have a mission for me. God, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a failure, God. I'm, 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 a, I'm a murderer. I, I'm a liar. I'm disobedient. And those are all people in the Bible. Oh, I, 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 I'm adulterous. I'm an addict, an ex-addict, after receiving faith. And God says, get on mission, get on point. I got something for you. It's never too late. You're the one that's only making it late. You're the one that's only letting the day counter go by. You're the one that's only wasted time saying, I'm too old. I'm too broken down. I'm, I'm not sufficient enough. And God's like, yeah, keep on talking. There goes another day. Keep on talking. There goes another day. Get on mission. Oh, man, if we had this, if we had the young people here understanding that, if we had some young people not dormant, Not steal from the womb. We had some young people understanding that right now is the opportunity. That God wants to use you right now. If we had some that have been in, in, in this walk for a long time, that they could realize that it's not over yet. That once there's still your your mirror is still fogging up. That's life. Is that brother or sister alive? Put a mirror on them. 
your life. Get going. Your mission's not done yet. God, help me to understand this. That when I am weak, you are strong. Man, he, oh, Paul. When I come up to Paul, you know, I, I, I sometimes will see someone. I say, man, if I ever meet that person, I'm going to go ask them why they did this. That's what I'm going to ask. Paul, why did you say that? Why did you say that? You eliminated an excuse for me. Because when I'm weak, I thought I needed just to be weak. But you flipped it on me. When I'm weak, there's an opportunity to live your strength. There's an opportunity to receive from you, Jesus, the grace, the hope, the healing. Receive from you, God's strength. Oh, God, when you, when you speak with your word, and you, your word and you just remove the excuse. So get back on mission. Get back on mission. What is your gift? Every one of you have it. Some of you, you know, some of you might need a little bit of guidance to see it. Every one of you have it. Every one of you have it. This is where you're counseling. Some of you are around people that are keeping your gift down. You want to you hear how your gift can be get. Be, uh, be taken away from you or, 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 or the distraction, the push, right? The, the push by your environment. Hey, hey, can you help? Hey, hey, can you help? Hey, hey, can you help? Hey, hey, hey. You're going to ever know what your gift is or you're going to ever know what God is telling you by when you're just, hey, 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 help me, enable me. Hey, 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 live my life. Hey, 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 you know you're God. I don't need a resource when I got you. Hey, hey. You don't want to hear this. You don't want to hear it. Because like Paul said, he holds us accountable. Your gift is also, like Pastor said one time, I got to have the gift of bye. You don't want to hear this. It's It's too heartfelt. God, you called me to a path, and if I'm being distracted by what I've di- directed as a path, then I'm missing out on my gift. Amen. Help me, God, to have the power to say goodbye. God, you, you work it. I'm not going to stay in this desert. I'm not going to stay in this desert just because people want to stay in the desert. I'm going to move on. And I'm going to trust that God's word is true when he says you and your house will be saved. You know what? I'm working on me. I'm working on me. This is the most, this is where I'm selfish. I'm going to work on me. God, I'm going to work on me, God. I know you want me to be selfish right now and, and, and fix me, God. Because me, if, 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 if my family loses me, what hope is it going to have? Oh, you don't want to hear it? You want to worry. You want to struggle. I want to I be free from this and I want to say, God, work on me. To be that lighthouse that you've asked me to be and shine so my family can find me in the fog. 
in the darkness. When the time's right, help me not to intervene. But what do I do? It's my child. It's my loved one. Oh, man. The lie of a devil. Who is my family? Those that do the will of my father that's in heaven. Oh, but, but I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I, I owe it to them. I kind of guided them wrong. Uh, God doesn't say you owe it to them. God says, follow me. And you'll see that you'll live a, leave a trail. Oh, I like that. How about that? You guys want to get a little Disney in the forest? Leave your little breadcrumbs from the blessings. Your kids one day will have a, par- a, a prodigal son moment. You know what a prodigal son moment is? The, what my parents told me that time is, is better than where I'm at right now. That's a prodigal son moment. What, what, what they're telling, what they told me, and I remember it vividly now, eating with the pigs, that this was going to happen. Oh, but we want it to happen quickly so we don't experience it. But, uh, you know, you know, I, 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 I want to say something with confidence so my son can hear this, that if my son goes to hell with both legs, what service was that to God? How, how was that pleasing? But if he loses both legs to get to heaven, then praise God. Because that's the mindset we should have always. Is God, you got to do what you're going to do, Jesus. But I need to stay focused in our path. Oh, but this rule get done. That's not what he's taking to heaven. I see beyond the outer appearance. Which he's a good looking kid because he looks like me when I was younger. I'm never going to say, man, you have the face of a goat. Because what would I say about myself? But what I will speak to him is say that God, if, if God has picked you and gifted you, and you don't first realize what that gift is and then move forward with that gift, in the path that he selected for then we dishonor God. God help us, Jesus. If we turn to John 10, 27. Mis ovejas oyen mi voz y yo las conozco y me siguen. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. How do I know them? What's God? God, how do I, how do I know? How do you, God, how do you know them? Because they follow him. It's pretty obvious. If we proclaim to know God, then we follow what he says for us in our lives. It's a simple verse, but, but sometimes we proclaim to know God and we go down a path that has dishonored God. God, you know where my heart is. Even, even Joseph right now, he's hearing and he's like, man, I don't know who this God is that you're talking about, but I want to fight right now. I want to fight for him. 
And you're going to, Joseph, because your heart is big. And you got fighters in your family that have fought through things. And you see this. And the experiences that they've gone through were not in vain. As you see somebody quietly, what is this show that I'm at right now? not in vain brothers and sisters the good is not in vain and the bad is not in vain because it's forming us and shaping us and creating us be directing us and we can teach our children that I might hit that bump every once in a while but I'm going to get back on path because God is merciful we turn to Jeremiah Next verse. Call unto me. And I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things. Which thou not which thou knewest not, knowest not. This, this, this verse is so beautiful. Clama a mí y te responderé y te enseñaré cosas grandes y dificultosas que tú no sabes. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. Let's break this down. So first thing we got to do is be shown the difficult things. No, it's called to him. And what I love is this. I love this, brothers and sisters. Who's going through a mess right now? Because going through a mess right now, it's easy to say, help! Help me! I'm drowning! Oh, it's so easy. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. Help! Help! Can you hear me? SOS! But what God wants is for us to call to him when everything's all right. Because look what it says. God, I feel good right now, Jesus. My family is safe. Everything's good right now, Jesus. Help me to see what you want for me, God, so I don't get complacent. Because it says this. Do we remember this famous verse? And a man built his house on what? The sand, right? It didn't say that the, that the house fell until what? Excuse me? Until the rain and the winds came. So, so what we'll do is we'll build our, our home on something that's unstable. And, and it's okay. It's all right. Until it's tested. The moment that we, before we build, we call to him and say, God, I'm preparing to build something. Guide me in this process. I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. And I like this one. This is my favorite. So it says, if we call to him, he's going to answer us. That's great. Isn't it good to know? Isn't it good to know? How many of you call people and they don't answer their phone? You never answer the phone when I call you. I call you all the time and you never return my message. We, it happens. 
Some of y'all looking around the church. I don't want to call out who y'all looking to. Saw a couple of people like giving me the, the invisible arrow that's like, and it like goes over the church specifically and spotlights someone. And we've heard every excuse, right? Oh, it's my phone. I don't know. I got to shake it sometimes. I ain't never heard of shaking a phone. Oh, it's my phone. It's just that it's, it, the battery died. Man, we got so many we hear, don't we? But we see here the word of God saying, call me. Call unto me. I'm picking up. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. If you, are you calling to God right now or are you still, are you so distracted still in the moment that you don't realize that he is picking up? Something is happening. Something is happening right now. You, you know, your prayer was heard. Your prayer was received. Something's happening right now. There's something in a process right now. There's a season that you're in right now. And you might plant something and have to wait for it. But it's coming. Because God says, I will answer thee. And then we read next. What does it say? I will answer thee. And I'm going to show you something great. And mighty, because this is what you need. You need something great and mighty in your life right now, because you called to me. But I'm going to show it to you because you called to me. I'm going to teach you. I'm not going to just throw an equation out there and help you figure it out. I'm going to show it to you, because you've humbled yourself to call me, call unto me. But I like this right here, the last one what the last part says I'm not going to repeat something that you know already I'm going to show you things you haven't oh, thank you God show you great and mighty things comma I'm not going to just stop on the great and mighty things things that you don't know we come here sometimes Thinking we don't, we know, but when we call to him with an amen, with a hallelujah, with a rejoicing, with I'm going to break these chains of sorrow and sadness, when we start to call upon him and praise him and glorify him, bing, light bulb. Oh my goodness, God, you just showed me something tonight. You just, I, 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 I had no idea why I went through that. I had no idea why I suffered that, God. But you just showed me something, God. You just showed me something that if it wouldn't have been bad at the beginning, I couldn't praise you in the good right now. I would have been selfish in all the good things that you've given me, the blessings you've shown me, God, if I wouldn't have went through hell. God, thank you for speaking to me, God, and removing the excuse to glorify and praise you. Oh, thank you, God, for the confidence you give me to walk through things. Psalms 37.4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Born a sí mismo, tu delicia en Jehová, 
Y Él te dará lo, las peticiones de tu corazón. Verse 5. Commit. Oh, man. How many of you guys got commitment issues? I'll be there. I'll show up. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. We all got them. Come on. But some of us don't have them. And it's, it's amazing when, you, when, when, you're, when you, you agree to something and, and, and the person's like, hey, I'm, I'm waiting here. Oh, man. Oh. I'm sorry about that. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Encomienda a Jehová tu camino y espera, espera en él y él hará. Listen to that. Listen to that. If I'm saying, God, I'm committed to you, then I'm committed to the process. I'm not committed to, God, I'm committed to you until you stop doing what I'm asking from you. What are you asking from God? Are you asking for something from God that he has not planned for you? Oh, man, it's so awesome. We're like, okay, let me look at my Christian walk. I've always asked for this, and God's never done it. Hmm. Maybe I need to ask for wisdom because I'm asking amiss. You ask, but you ask amiss. Maybe I need to start saying, God, I'm content, God, with what you've given me. Help me to be used by you, by your purpose, your will. I want to fulfill your will for me, God. I've always told you this and I've shared it. The worst thing, the fear that I have is that I'm in my deathbed and I looked at someone and I said, my biggest fear, did, did I fulfill God's purpose? Because the next step is I'm in front of the guy. That's kind of something to be scared of, right? I want to be confident that I'm, that I, that I'm obedient. And, 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 and yeah, I, I'm not, you know, uh, what I was before, but I want to be confident that I am beginning to move my direction to what his purpose is for me. And now I'm headed down a path that he chose for me before I was even born. I knew, God knew the struggle. I knew the problem. God, God knew that some of you were going to born into, be born into families that didn't have the fear of God. Some of you were going to go down the long path, the hard path. But God also knew that one day you were going to hear the good news and you were going to be uh, convicted in your hearts to make a change. And that change was going to be a ripple effect that would then change generations. Well, when is this going to happen, God? When is your promises going to happen? The moment that you let it engulf you. Stop fighting it. And our pride doesn't, you know, you, you, I, I, I almost want to bring a message. Um, recognize the turn. I'm thinking about Egypt, you know, they were walking and there was a time that this started happening. Here we go again. Right? Recognize the turn. You get it now? Are you following me? See how God speaks to me? Recognize the turn. Because if I recognize the turn, then I start to. But sometimes we don't recognize the turn. And here we go again. Help me to recognize the curse. Not repeat it. Thank you, God. I repeat it more. 
sometimes, brothers and sisters, when we pray, we don't listen. You see, it's beautiful when we sit in silence and we just say, God, you know my needs. Speak to my heart right now. God reveals to us circumstances and struggles. And we didn't have to say a word in our prayer. Why? Because we believe. We believe Psalms when it says for us to delight ourselves. But some of us are stuck. We're stuck in the spilled milk. We're stuck in what happened. Instead of saying, you know what? Cleaned up, move on, and move forward. We're stuck on the blame game. That was my fault. That was their fault. Who cares who fault it is? Move on. Fruits of repentance, ask for forgiveness, move on. I choose not to what? I choose not to be offended. Come on, brothers and sisters. The resource has been here in the word. We've been able to receive. We had a great example of the struggles in health and even a greater example in the mental struggles towards the end in our pastor. Now we see someone humbling himself, asking for prayer to be able to get through these things, being taught mercy differently. It's the greatest gift that he gave me is seeing his failures. Oh, you ain't hearing me. Some of y'all thinking, I did a disservice to my kids because I struggled. You did it. You honored your kids because you struggled and you figured it out. How can it be attainable? If they don't see it, how, how, if they go to you and it's always perfect and are you got to serve God, serve God, I tell you, go to church like me. No, but when they see the struggle and they see you fighting, we're teaching them. Oh, you don't want to hear it. You see, I told my dad one time, I said, you allowed me in to see the struggle. That gives me hope. In my victories. Stop seeing the struggle because you showed me. Some of us get so caught in the struggle. And what we did, instead of getting caught in, that we left the, remember the bread, the bread, the trail. I didn't give up. You know it almost made me, you know it almost did this. You know this happened. We almost, mom and I almost, and, and this happened, and I almost... I almost took my life. Was this? Oh, this. But where's the breadcrumbs at? And now your kids find those things and say, I remember when y'all went through that. And you showed me what it was to be vigilant, to be a fighter. Thank you. Thank you, God, for your strength to see these things, God. Thank you. Sometimes in our prayers, 
we got to just be quiet and say, God, speak to me. Speak to me right now, God. And he will. We turn to Acts 16. Y pasando a Frigia, 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 hard, huh? I ain't got no chance if when I look to people that I trust in and they ain't got no, I'm like, it's hard, ain't it? <laughs> y la provincia de Galicia les fue prohibido por el Espíritu Santo hablar la palabra en Asia. Now, when they had gone throughout, man, good luck in English too, huh? All right? Fries and sauce. Phrygia, Phrygili. <laughs> and the region of Galatia. And were forbidden, not by man, not by themselves they were forbidden, but by what? the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Now listen to this, brothers and sisters. This is Paul. This is Paul's journey. And they're, and they're, and they're making a path and they're going somewhere and God stops them. How could God stop them from preaching the gospel? That can't be from God. And we go on to verse 7. Y pasando, oh, y, y como vinieron a Mesía, tentaron de ir a Bethania, mas el Espíritu no los dejó. Now listen to that. After, after they got, the, the wall came up, they went another path, not God's path. Because if they're being directed by God, do you think God puts walls up when God's directing you? I hope, I hope. We don't believe that. Maybe some of us believe that. But they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Two places now. Oh, I mean, God, God, you said just preach your gospel, spread your gospel. But God said, uh uh-uh. uh. Not yet. I'm stopping you from this place. And some of us, we get discouraged when, when we're trying to get a word to our family or trying to get a word to someone. And that word ain't coming out because God hasn't released it yet. Something's got to give before that seed is received. And we keep on reading here, verse 8. Y pasando a Mesía, descendieron a Troas. And they passing by Mesía came down to uh, Troas. Y fue mostrado a Pablo de noche una visión. Un varón macedonio se puso delante rogándole y diciendo, pasa a Macedonia y ayúdanos. 
I want to go down this path because I see my family here. Block. I see my heart here. Block. God's telling me to go this way. And I see a need here that God has called me to fulfill. And I've got to trust that God is fulfilling that need. And I love this because a vision appeared to Paul in the night and they... And there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. Oh, man, I want God to speak to me. God, speak to me. God, speak to me first through your word, God. Your word will will convict me, God, to help someone, God. Your word will, you'll confirm it with things in my life, with doors opening up. But speak to me, God, the way you spoke to Paul here. And I've got to believe that doors be closed and we see Paul's response here on verse 10 y como vio la visión luego procuramos partir a Macedonia dando por cierto que Dios nos llamaba para que les anunciamos anuncia Hacemos, ¿cómo brother? Anunciásemos el evangelio. And after he has seen the vision, oh man, oh man, Paul, 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 I always wanted to be like you, Paul, Paul, I read you in the Bible and you're, you're, you're my Bible hero, God. You're my, God showed me that you're my Bible here, hero. But look what Paul shows us here, that instantly he woke up. And he said, I had a mission that I selected. God had a mission that I'm running to. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Come on. How many Jonas do we got here? How many bellies of the, of the fish are, oh, do we got? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me in that fish right now? But we see Paul waking up and not being, oh, I feel horrible. Mm. God, I wasted days going these places that you didn't have me for. I guess you're not speaking to me anymore. I'll kick rocks. Thank you, God. Now I'm running. Seeing the vision, immediately he endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for them, for to preach the gospel unto them. Oh, God, when I follow you, and what you've selected for me. Ain't nothing can hold me back in this world. The only thing that can hold us back, brothers and sisters, is us. So I got a question for you. What's your gift? And are you following God's purpose? Your gift is God's purpose. And if you haven't identified what your gift is, then are you really following God's purpose? If we turn to Psalms 32, 8, amen? Te haré entender y te enseñaré el camino en que debes andar. Sobre ti fijaré mis ojos. Listen to this. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. I will instruct thee. Who will? God will instruct thee. How will he instruct thee? Two ways. Our God is a just God. 
See, we instantly think, oh, man, he's turning on the fire. Oh, here we go again. That's the way he instructs me. Some of us, all we got to do is turn on the podcast or the replay. That's how he can instruct you too. And we listen to the word of God and we get filled and our heart begins to understand because it says, I will instruct thee and teach thee. There's two differences. See, see, there's a difference from an instructor and a teacher because see, an instructor will be up here and say, okay, here's what's going to happen. This is the way we're going to do it. The teacher then goes, okay, who needs me to sit down with them and show them how to accomplish that? I'm not going to only tell you. I'm going to sit down beside you and teach you. Thank you, God, for your mercy. And the way that thou shalt go, I will guide thee with mine eye. Oh, man. Why is it important to be guided by God's eye? Because we can't see what's around tomorrow, but he can see what's around tomorrow and the next day. Guide me, God. Oh, I like that. My eye is limited by my distance. We, what, what does this paper say right now? Can you guys see it? What if God was like that? Oh, too bad. Wish you had my eyes. No. That speaks to our hearts. And if we listen to him, he guides us. Isaiah 48, 17, if the musicians can pass up. Así ha dicho Jehová, Redentor tuyo. Oh, man. Praise you, Jesus. Así ha dicho Jehová, Redentor tuyo. Oh, you ain't even getting it. You ain't Mexican. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't Mexican. Uh, did you not hear the Redentor tuyo? Did you not hear the R I just gave in that? You ain't even getting it here. Así ha dicho Jehová, Redentor tuyo, el Santo de Israel. Yo Jehová, Dios tuyo. ¿Qué te enseña? Provecho, provecho sanmente. ¿Qué te encamina, encamina por el camino que andas? Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer. Somebody redeemed you. Somebody got you. Somebody saved you. And he says, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord, thy God, which teacheth thee, the prophet. Oh, man. Some of us. Some of us might pay to go to a seminar and, and to understand how to sell real estate or, or how to start up a business or I'm going to go to business school, but we got somebody that says, uh-uh, you ain't got to go to business school. Don't get worried about that stuff. You, 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 you're seeking something that's not profitable to you. What I'm going to teach you is I'm going to teach you how to open up the windows of heaven. which leadeth thee by the way that thou shalt go. It's, oh, man, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Verse 18. Ojalá. Oh, that's a good word right there, right? Ojalá. 
There's sometimes that we read the Bible, brothers and sisters, and God said, you know what? I got to put some of these words because the Latinos need that ojalá. Ojalá esta vez. Entendió. Hopefully. Ojalá mirarás tú a mis mandamientos. Listen to that exclamation point. Hopefully this time you see my commandments. And you don't go down the path and avoid the turn back into the vicious cycle. Fuera entonces tu paz como un río. Oh, come on. If you just recognize this, your, your, your peace is going to be like a, like, a, like a river, like a stream. And the calmness of the water going through the rocks. Instead of the chaos of the open sea. Y tu justicia. Como las ondas de la mar. Oh, thou hast hearkened. Oh, thou that thou hast hearkened to my commandments. The Redeemer saying this right now, brothers and sisters. Oh, if you would have just listened to the commandments. Then. Your peace would have been like a river and the righteousness as the waves of the sea. Powerful. Consistently keeping the ocean in check. But never going beyond his commandment. A wave comes in, but God commands it what to do. Let's all stand up, brothers and sisters. I'm going to ask uh, Brother Manuel to sing uh, the new song. Is it? They didn't go in this. Thank you, Gabby. I, I want us, you know, I, I want us to meditate, brothers and sisters, and ask in this song, when we're hearing this song, we want to ask God to be fulfilled. Be fulfilled with the obedience that's here tonight. Amen. God, speak to our hearts, Jesus.